When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. I'm Dustin Ross. This is the Friend Zone, and here's the news that you can use. First up, members of the House and Senate Democrats kneeled in silence and wore kente cloth in Emancipation Hall on Monday in remembrance of police brutality victim George Floyd. What the fuck? After stat what? exactly. And let me tell you the worst part. After the staff came through with a steamer and Vicks vapor rub, they loosened their knee joints and were able to get up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, <clears throat> it was Simone D. Sanders that had the Vicks. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> Donald fucking Trump apparently likes the HBO hit series Insecure as his Twitter account displayed a like on his sleeping bag body built ass behalf of a post pertaining to this Sunday's episode. This makes perfect sense as the prior week's episode revolved around black people being pissed about experiencing racism, which he also likes. And finally, Parkwood Entertainment and ABC Freeform Darlings Chloe and Holly performed as part of the YouTube performance uh, for the graduating class of 2020. Always on the pulse with their audience, the sisters chose to perform their hit single, Do It, as it represents exactly what most students look forward to being able to do as adults. Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. I can speak for Friend and Asante when I say the same. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> hey, you guys. How are you guys feeling today? Just another um, day in paradise. No allergies. It was my left nostril. I, uh, and my shoulder was hurting a little bit earlier. I uh, didn't sleep too well last night. And uh, I'm doing good. My dog died. I, uh, you know, and I'm just Oh, my playing. God. I was like, what? I didn't even know you had one. You ever ask a motherfucker how they doing? And literally, they just run down a they list pull out of the everything. Scroll. That was my grandma. Like, you got to stop asking I, her after a while. I was trying to be nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And might I add, your bedroom color is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Thank you, you guys. It I looks to switch amazing. It up. I know you were sharing on Twitter that you were doing it yourself and you did, did it a all great myself. Job. Painted from scratch. <laughs> looks so good. I can't wait to see the Thank rest you. of it. Thank you so much. So I have a black business of the week. Is I was it the blackest on- brand? It is the blackest. <laughs> I was on FaceTime with Claude Kelly. Shout out to my bestie. Hey. And he had um, some stuff that he had ordered because now he's like, I am buying all black if I can. So he had a bunch of boxes and I was like, let me see what you got. And he showed me this. Uh, but the funny thing is that most of the stuff he had, I was like, I know that. I know that. I know that. Because there's so <laughs> much stuff that we talk about on the show. But Mm-hmm. He did put me on to this all-purpose cleaner that is plant-based, and the owner's name is Imani Efunyale. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. 
She started making her own cleaning products in 2006 after her two-year-old put the trigger of a spray bottle in his mouth when she wasn't looking. Oh, no. Sprayed it and induced a a severe asthma attack. After that day, she decided to do her research and create a plant-based multi-surface cleaner of her own. And the cool part is she made it smell like all of her favorite incense. So you have Nag Champa, (laughs) (laughs) frankincense and myrrh, and sandalwood to to choose from. And shout out to my friend Tori Nix on Twitter who was like, that's how you know it's black owned. (laughs) Hello. I was trying to give it honor, but that's it right there. Who else? Who else but us would do that for an all purpose cleaner? So. You can get a 16-ounce bottle for $10, which I personally think is amazing. Mm -hmm. And right Mm -hmm. now, if you go to the website, which is goodvibesclean.com, you'll get 10% off when you put in your email. So I had to shout her out. I actually posted about her on my Twitter, and she sent an email saying that she sold 500 bottles in a matter of a couple of hours. That's crazy. Think about that. 500 bottles. And we hadn't even shouted her out on this show yet. It was just a Twitter post I made. Uh, shouting out Claude, of course, for putting me on. And then shouting her out. Of course, I ordered. Uh, Jade and I ordered. Crystal, <laughs> all of us was like, let's go ahead and get our cleaning I products. Too. <laughs> I too partake in our... Look, look. <laughs> yes, put in your order now because you already know how we do. So When I seen it smelled like incense, I was like, oh, well, I would love to live my best Erica Badu life and have my Isn't house Isn't that amazing? Lit. Like incense, all-purpose cleaner. If I could be a cleaner, this would be it. So (laughs) totally into it. Thank you, Imani, for creating it. Good Vibes Cleaner. I mean, goodvibesclean, excuse me, dot com. Get yours today. And that's it for this week's Black I'm going to ask you later, friend, if they got a certain kind of incense scent. I don't (laughs) want to say it right now, but it's real popular. (laughs) I just want to know. I'm scared to ask. (laughs) I just want to know if they got it. So I'll ask you offline. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually want to do bonus Black businesses. Yes. Um, Now was the time. It's a bazaar. Do you remember the young woman that has brought so much joy to others, to us? This I can't speak today. I'm like a little bit tongue-tied. That's all right. Oh, my goodness. So she brought joy to us this week with the Get This Dance song. Get This Dance. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so her name is Johniqua Charles, and her mm-hmm. sister made a post. You can actually go to her IG. It's Get This Dance, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, if you're unfamiliar, a video of hers went viral. You about to lose your right. When a security <laughs> guard had handcuffed her for apparently no reason and she started singing, You were about to lose your job. Hey, you were about to lose your job. And then of course the internet you being the internet turned it into a viral sensation. <laughs> and her sister said that it has been overwhelming but extremely helpful because apparently Johnigua has been suffering with homelessness, as well as addiction and being able to receive all this love from the internet, all this good energy, as well as all the financial help that people have been sending her way has been life altering. So I wanted to make sure we got in on that. Uh, Apparently there's a fake GoFundMe going around, which really breaks my heart that people would do that. If you go on her IG, which I said is get this dance, you'll see that they posted that the GoFundMe is fake, but she has a Venmo that is real 
and it's get this dance as well so let's send her (laughs) some love the song is going viral she's literally all over the place and if she's dealing with homelessness and addiction i don't want her to just be a viral sensation where everyone else gets to profit from it because we've seen that happen way too many times so benefit from your brilliance girl right you are brilliant yeah let's make sure and and support her with our ecosystem as best we can once again that's get this dance on venmo and that's it for the black business and some bonus shout outs do you guys have any announcements before we jump into the recap i don't think so (laughs) asante (laughs) No announcements. I've already, uh, I think I already shout out the shows that I've been on, but Carla did recently drop the Oh Shit, I'm 30 uh, episode that I'm hey. on. So it wasn't out before when I shout it out, but it's out now. So if you want to check it out, make sure you go to my social media. I'm going to be putting it through my story because, you know, I got to support the girl Carla who be supporting the friend zone. And uh, that's it for me. What about you, friend? Any announcements? I love the little wig on your mic. Oh my God. Don't you love it? <laughs> it's so cute um only shout out i have to do is shout out to miriam hasnea which y'all know is my sis um has. has we we mention her on the show all the time she's been on the show twice and she came on tour with us um she recently put together a round table of black energy workers and healers visionaries Remember I was telling you, um, thought leaders as well. Remember I was telling you I've been part of a couple of think tanks and she actually mm-hmm. decided to put one of our conversations on YouTube, which I thought was pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. So you can go and check that out on her YouTube channel now. Shout out to all the beautiful healers that were a part of that. Um, I haven't been on YouTube in a long time. So when she said that, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice to be back. You know, I miss y'all. So go ahead and check that out. Her YouTube channel, it's M-A-R-Y-A-M-H-A-S-N-A-A. M-A-R-Y-A-M-H-A-S-N-A-A. Miriam Hasnea. And you can check out the roundtable there. It's like a three-hour conversation, but it's incredible. We really went in and gave our varying perspectives on everything that's going on from a more multidimensional perspective lens so hopefully mm. you so enjoy give me that. a little bit friend give me just a little bit of what you had to say <laughs> i won't say what i had to say you just have to you have to have been there you have to go ahead and watch Ooh. it yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a cold world we live though. in it is good. <laughs> all i'll say is black women are just magic man mm-hmm. after i finished that convo i felt like completely recalibrated and i was like what a blessing that we are and I, I'm so lucky to have friends, the type of friends that I do, where we can respect our differing opinions and still hold space for those types of conversations and challenge each other. It's just beautiful. I'm thankful. That's right. Yeah. Because most of the time when people have the takeaway with friends like these, you know, it don't mean what you're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you blessed, girl. <laughs> and you know, we've been having our convos about friendships changing and with evolving. friends so. like these, okay? <laughs> So I'm thankful for the ones I have that are thriving and beautiful. And with that being said, last week's episode titled Keep It Two Virgils. <laughs> I'm glad that y'all enjoyed that title. We shared our thoughts on looting versus peaceful protesting, police strategically placing bricks and hammers around the cities, as well as the influencers doing it for the gram. And of course, much, much more. Those of you listening, as always, had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? 
<laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, Tay. Uh, the subject of this email says, you ain't got to turn a goddamn thing on. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's true. And they say, I know you was talking to Fran, but I felt that all the way out here in Tacoma, I made a choice to remove myself from all social media portals approximately eight years ago. And it literally wow. has a thought has brought on a new and higher level of self-awareness and consciousness. I recommend. Mm, well, please. <laughs> Why are you I that? love it. I'm here for Why it. You personal, that? personal choice. Personal choice. <laughs> I recommend. <laughs> I recommend people take bite-sized attempts at unplugging in order to reset your nervous system and address all matters of your mind, body, and soul. Shout out to you, girl, because I thought that that was just so important because a lot of people don't realize just, just that little bit. And it's not even that you got to be like, all right, I'm going to just get off the Internet for a whole week. Even if you just decide to do it for like a couple hours at a time, maybe a day or two, and then you see you could just go without it. You could see such a difference and such a great benefit from it. And I just thought that, that was important to share with people. Dustin, no you are a year. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's a lie somewhere. I'm sorry. I believe your heart was in the right place for eight years. Come on. That's dog. dope. That's real dope. I I'm cannot wait to that. say the same. Shit. Okay. You know what? Shit. Now that you say that, there is an announcement that we forgot. We are doing a partnership with HBO Boom. and uh, Michaela Cole, who has a new show by the name of I May Destroy You, which just mm. premiered on Sunday right after Insecure. And we will be doing a workshop of sorts on IG mm -hmm. Live. If you are listening to this now, the workshop is today, Wednesday, <laughs> June 10th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on IG Live. Um, you can go to my IG, which is Instagram.com slash HeyFranHey. I'll be facilitating. The guys will be jumping in. We're going to be discussing finding your courage, a space for creatives, which I think ties into what Asante was just bringing up as far as finding your courage to do things on your terms and how you see fit and having Period. your voice. Yeah. And having your voice be your own and not necessarily what people are expecting you to say, to post, to do uh, policing your grief or how you perform it which has been my favorite word lately <laughs> on the internet so we're going to discuss that not just for creatives for everyone but with a focus on creatives come and support us it's actually my first time on ig live so <laughs> pray Ooh, for it's your team. first time going live friend. i have never gone on you know me i don't go on live just to sit there and have people stare at me so i'm going because i have something to to do <laughs> so it's exclusive y'all it's an exclusive it'll probably never happen again but i will be there dustin will be there asante will sure be there will. once again that's yes. wednesday june 10th at 9 p.m eastern standard on ig live finding your courage a space for creatives it's a gathering the pieces session in collaboration with hbo and michaela's new show i may destroy you and we will see you there so let's that's jump right. back and you know what else Mm -hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be fun. You know how we do. And people have been asking us for visuals. So low key, mm -hmm. this will be that. And it's so take a look. <laughs> take a look. <laughs> take a look at me now. And my, my Jill Scott versus Erica Badu hoodie from Versus came. <laughs> so I'm excited to be able to wear that for the live. <laughs> so you got something to wear. You ready? <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. What you mean, merch? They be doing versus merch. They have merch. 
So like I can go give me like a one twelve versus jagged ass. Hold on. Well, I, mean, I don't know if they have much, but I know that Jill I, I, and no one twelve versus jagged edge did have much. They did. They had the, oh, I didn't yeah, they see. had S curls, S curl kids. <laughs> I should have known. You ain't see that? Why did I let him pull me in? I should have known. Got you clean. <laughs> so on SoundCloud, I'm gonna go with Aspen Evans again, who I chose last week. Yes, love that name. Right, love Aspen her. Evans. So Aspen Evans says, when you work in retail, they tell you not to try and save the merchandise when someone steals. We have a certain percentage of loss that we expect quarterly and have insurance for the goods. We are instructed to never try and apprehend anyone stealing. So folks talking about loss of property and goods are full of shit. Thank you, Aspen Evans. Love that. Especially that was uh, in response to the white lady that was looting from a clothing store. But the news anchor said, I don't know. Maybe it's an employee checking on inventory and loss prevention. <laughs> Meanwhile, that white woman was stealing her Breaking ass off. I mean, right she had bags. I was like, how mm-hmm. is she carrying that shit? But that's mine, like Dustin. What did you find? <laughs> The okay, cheesecake, so. you know that's me as a looter, right? <laughs> and y'all saw them Strolling. wine glasses in her hand. You saw the wine glasses in her hand too, <laughs> right? She had a cheesecake in one hand and she had like two yep. or three wine goblets Fucking in her other goals. hand. Yeah. Dustin, what'd mad. you find in the Twitter streets? Okay, uh, so several things were going on in the Twitter streets. They were actually on fire. And here's a couple of the things that really lit mine. <laughs> First of all, um, I want to give a shout out to at Saba Fiance. So, Sabbath Yance, uh, ADI is their name, who tweeted, Beyonce opening her purse, but as you scroll, she opens it bigger and bigger, a thread. And it's literally a thread of all these um, philanthropic efforts that Beyonce has been um, associated with um, that equate to cold hard cash for organizations that could really use the money and put it to good work and a lot of times people especially Beyonce who's known for being ultra private anyway they really don't share things like that so I thought it was good to get the word out that some people are really making huge moves I mean like giving almost a million dollars to uh or excuse me giving eighty thousand dollars to Flint for the water crisis uh, millions of dollars in Houston for a, home, a building for uh, homeless people to live in as they rehabilitate themselves and transition into, you know, having their own place to live. So many different things. So I thought that was dope. Now let's get to some messy shit. Um, I want to give a <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, at Hassan Shabir seven eight six who said in case you missed the beef between the racists and PG Tips and Yorkshire Tea. Now PG Tips and Yorkshire Tea are two brands that uh, sell tea. People are very familiar with these brands. They're international brands, and Yorkshire Tea said that they support Black Lives Matter. And one uh, racist Twitter user said that they wouldn't be uh, using their tea anymore. And they said, well, don't buy our tea, please, ever again. We'll be taking some time to educate ourselves and plan proper action before we post again. We stand against racism. So in response to that tweet from Yorkshire Tweets, um, excuse me, Yorkshire Tea, uh, another user said, so now I've got to buy PG tips? Well, F me, this sucks, and Yorkshire Tea is done. Good luck with the BS stance. So PG Tips, the tea brand that they had said they were going to buy instead of Yorkshire because they support Black Lives Uh-oh. Matter, they responded and said, yeah, it does suck, Pamela. If you are boycotting teas that stand against racism, you're going to have to find two new tea brands now. Ooh. Then they hashtag, this is what I found most interesting. They hashtag Black Lives Matter, and then they said, Solidarity, Solidarity, T E A. So, Solidarity. Okay, solidarity. I thought that was dope. Yeah. 
That's cute. I love so, it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Pot Zach, P-O-T-C-Z-A-C-H, who said Philly skaters showed up today to say fuck the police. And there was a group of Philadelphia skateboarders who joined this protest for Black Lives Matter in Philadelphia. And they're literally kicking and pushing like Lupe down the street. <laughs> and there's like hundreds of them. It's a huge crowd. So it was dope to see that. Um I also found a really cool thread, which I don't really want to share because I feel like you got to find it on your own like I did. But there's a thread of all these racists that are getting beat up in these like street fight scenarios. And I have listened between that and paternity court, like I told you about last week, I have had some things to pass the time with. Um, So find that. All you got to do is go to my timeline and you'll see where (laughs) I've retweeted all of the videos. It's so funny. And that's it in these Twitter streets. Perfect. So this week's episode is produced by none other than Dustin Ross. Go ahead and take it away, sir. What do you have for us this week? All right. So this week I I saw something go down that um, I I absolutely wanted to discuss. And then I also had an interesting takeaway from it that I wanted to share with you guys and kind of pick your brain and see if you felt the same way. So it's no secret that uh, Megan McCain, daughter of John McCain, which she won't never let us forget, okay. is a conservative voice on The View. That's a chair that's been occupied by several different people, uh, most famously Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who was from Survivor Girl. And she ended up being on the conservative voice on The View and went on to have a career on Fox News. Blah, 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 blah. Wait, really? That's how she was mm-hmm. discovered? Survivor. So wow. anyway, yeah, see, so there you go. So, but anyway... um. That's the seat that Meghan McCain sits in currently. And with everything that's going on in the world today, I had seen a couple weeks ago where she was very direct in her speech about police brutality and about a response to that. And she was making points that I actually agreed with. And she was completely in support of like the Black Lives Matter movement in that short clip that I saw. I knew better. Okay, then to let that change my perspective of her, because I've been listening to her talk and opine on things for so many years now, I've pretty much identified like her views. And I knew that although we may agree on that, ultimately, something else is going to surface that will remind me of who she really was. And that's exactly what happened. A tweet came out of her saying that her neighborhood in New York was, you know, destroyed and she couldn't believe that the governor and the uh, the mayor had us in this position. And uh, as soon as she steps outside, it looks crazy. And just saying how New York City was just this. She painted a picture to her numerous followers that New York City was just in turmoil and calamity. And, you know, you walked outside her door and everything was completely destroyed. Well, that tweet was quoted with um, a comedy writer who sits, who lives in the same building as her, who said, Megan, I live in the same building as you, and I just walked outside. It's fine. Right? <laughs> oh, no. So, <clears throat> yeah, so she, debunks, she debunks that tweet, right? Then we find out that Megan isn't even in New York. She was tweeting this from Arizona with her family, chilling <laughs> out in Arizona, right? What? She's not even in New York when she tweeted that, so... <laughs> She was saying, so then after that came out, she said, well, I was tweeting about what I saw in the news. Um, You know, I was just tweeting about what I saw in the news, even though her her original tweet was so specific and in the the language that she used and even in her perspective, 
uh, or her tone, excuse me, that it felt like she was literally looking out of her project window and seeing, you Not know, all this craziness window. going on. Because, you know, rich people be in the projects, they own type of, that's a different type of project, but that's another conversation for another hot button. But anyway, so she has this scandal that happens. And then she, um, so she's again revealed as someone who, because let's be clear about what her intention was with that tweet. She was trying to, paint the picture for people who don't live in New York City and may not have a first-hand account of what it's really like here during these times of protest. Um, she was trying to paint this picture as if people were just ravishing this city and just, you know, tearing it up. And and she was just in a war zone. The bitch wasn't even here. You know what I'm saying? She was in Arizona. That's crazy. So that happens. So fast forward to this week. She was conducting an interview with Senator Kamala Harris on The View. And during this interview, um, they were talking a lot about police reform, defunding the police, police brutality, all of the pertinent issues that have been uh, of topic of topics of conversation recently. And she got into a, com- a point in the conversation where she asked Senator Harris how she felt about defunding the police. Right. What was her stance on defunding the peace, this defunding the police? Excuse me. So let's play a clip and see how this played out. And then we're going to come back with a couple notes from this. There was a video that went viral over the weekend of the mayor of Minneapolis being yelled at saying yes or no question. Are you for defunding the police? So I'm going to ask the same question. The protesters asked him, are you for defunding the police? How are you defining defund the police? Well, I'm not for anything remotely for that. So I would ask the protesters the same thing. But I assume it's I assume. And again, this is something that is new to me. I assume it's removing police. And as um, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar said, bringing in a whole new way of of governing and a law and order into into a community. And my understanding, again, this is something that has just come into my understanding recently, is that you, you would not have police officers like this Minneapolis City Councilwoman said that I would be a place of privilege if someone broke into my home and I wanted to call the police. So, again, we need to reimagine how we are achieving public safety in America. And to have cities where one-third of their entire budget is going to policing, but yet there is a dire need in those same cities for mental health resources, for, ed- for resources going into public schools, resources going into job training and, and, and job creation, Come on, we have to be honest about this, that there is actually not a consensus around this, because if there were, we would actually see smarter distribution of resources in, in in our country. Um, to, to address the and issues Senator, Senator that need to be addressed. Yes. And Senator, this is this is Sonny. And I, and I think um, just to, just to add to the conversation, defunding the police doesn't mean abolishing the police. It means taking some of those funds that are typically one third of the budget of a city and, and giving some of those funds to services like mental health uh, and education and, and mental health resources. But I want to change the subject and ask another question. Mm-hmm. I'm jo- mm-hmm. I'm jo- I'm jo- OK, so you guys saw that clip earlier today and obviously Megan was completely unprepared for the conversation that she was having. She was trying to create a position that was clearly baseless because she didn't even know the basics about literally what defunding the police meant. She didn't know the difference between abolishing the police and defunding the police. She just associated it with something negative And she said that she was not for anything like it 
but she didn't know what it was. <laughs> and she wanted us to know she didn't know what it was, but she wasn't for it. And how do you feel about it? So she chose to, now mind you, The View has about 2.6 million viewers every day, right? So you're in front of almost 3 million people having a conversation about something that is so sensitive and so critically important that it is based in someone losing their life, okay? And losing their life from uh, actions that are rooted in a place of racism and hatred. That's what we're talking about here. And you go on, on television, you sit in your chair as a commentator, someone who has something to say, and you literally don't know what you're talking about. Those literal words, she didn't know what she was talking about, right? So, of course, as you can see in the clip that we just played, she got completely schooled, educated, and edified by not only Senator Kamala Harris, but also um, attorney Sonny Hostin, who is also one of her uh, co-hosts on The View, who occupies her seat fully in her presence and always speaks from a place of knowledge before she offers her opinion. And they told Megan what defunding the police was, but they had to do it in front of the world. And I found that so strange because you're in this position of influence and you're talking about something that's so sensitive and important to so many people, but you don't even know what you're talking about. So once I looked at that, once I looked at the week that she had prior with the tweet situation and all these other things, I'm like, Megan is spiraling out of control. If we're in a place where the... Uh, there was a group of witches and uh, uh, Satan worshipers who were marching for Black Lives Matter. There hey was a, a group of <laughs> Amish people, okay? Amish people who ain't even got the internet that were out there marching <laughs> for Black Lives Matter. I just told you, the skateboarders. Hell, NASCAR drivers, okay. racist-ass NASCAR they were posting and marching in support of Black Lives Matter. So this is something that anybody with a brain, it's not uh, hard to deduce which side of the fence to be on. So to me, when you make choices like that, that are just intentionally um, disruptive to what the greater good is trying to accomplish, you're just out of control. And so I could sit here and trash Megan McCain. I could debunk every weird theory she's ever put out there. I could dequalify her for her position in that chair. I could talk about nepotism and all the things that are relevant to her existence. But you know what it made me think about, y'all? Taking on too much work. I feel like the heifer is spiraling out of control and she needs to take a step back. I believe she's six months pregnant right now. Um, she's talking about such sensational things. She has literally taken on too much and she needs to unpack that, step back, educate herself and step back into the space. But fuck her. I started thinking about myself because as I told you all previously in, the, in our discussions, I've chosen to throw myself into work during quarantine as a coping mechanism. And also because I knew ultimately it would be beneficial to my career, you know, my, my future, everything. Um, I felt like it was a great time to really hone in and focus and really go into to a a concentrated overdrive mode okay um but sometimes you have to step back and say am i doing too much have i taken on more than i can chew and am i really moving too rapidly with my own plans for expansion so i did a little digging okay <laughs> and i found a cool article um that talks about <clears throat> that talks about uh, how to do work breaks and how your brain responds to that. Five surprising answers, right? And this actually comes from psychology today. So I think unlike Megan, they actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. So uh, 
I just want to be clear on what they suggested. They said that a break is a brief cessation of work, physical exertion, physical exertion or activity. And you decide to give it a rest with the intention of getting back to your task within a reasonable amount of time. But when you do give it a rest, what part of your brain actually needs the break? So they really went into detail um, about how this actually works with your brain and your, 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 your body and the psychology of that and how it is infected directly by taking on too much work. One thing I found most interesting is that they pointed out that breaks can prevent what they call decision fatigue, right? So this author named S.J. Scott, uh, who was writing and contributing to this article, said that the need to make frequent decisions throughout your day can wear down your willpower and reasoning ability. They cited another study where they said that Israeli judges were more likely to grant paroles to prisoners after their two daily breaks than after they had been working for a while. As decision fatigue set in, the rate of granting paroles gradually dropped to near zero percent because judges resorted to the easiest and safest option, just saying no. So these people, this is how serious this gets when it comes to overworking yourself, right? It can literally impact people's lives. So just like Megan was irresponsible with this three million person audience, look how these Israeli judges were found to literally be not granting people parole and just throwing them in jail for life. You know what I'm saying? Over small crimes. It's important to take a break. So I felt like this was a perfect time to check in. I know we all have been working on our own projects. Have you been taking breaks during your day? Do you have a practice for that? Where are you at with that shit? And whichever one of you wants to open the floor, you're more than welcome at this time. Thank you. Fran, would you like to start? You start. I have not been taking breaks. I have not been taking care of myself. I am in a world of shit right now. I'm a little, I'm like, I've been stressed out. I've been trying to have a brave face, but I am tired. I am fed up. And I'm just trying to like keep my shit together because I want to be able to help other people. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just so hard because there's so much shit happening outside and then you have to like go to work. Like, you know, um, it's hard, like trying to figure out the balance between like, am I working enough? And then am I like supporting my community enough or in the right ways? Like, am I speaking up enough? Am I sharing enough? So it's kind of hard to even take care of myself when I'm so busy thinking about everything else going on outside of me all of the time. Like even last night, somebody got shot right outside my building, literally probably 10 to 15 minutes after I came upstairs. And I was just like, the fact that I was almost in the middle of some bullshit, it didn't even phase me. Like, I was really just like, well, glad I glad I kept it moving. Like, glad I moved on to the next. So I haven't even been able to, like, stop and process and really, like, take inventory of anything until I just said all of that right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel you because I'm not taking breaks either. And I don't. But at the same time, you both know how important, like, my work is to me and how important it is for me to do a good job at anything that I attach myself to. And I don't want to go out like old girl. Okay? <laughs> the way Peppa Pig been sitting at the end of that view table, just clowning, okay. dropping the ball. Mis the miseducation of the view audience should have been the name of Lauren's album because literally this woman is so out of control that she's doing a poor job. And that is my worst fear professionally. I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm taking on so much and doing so much that I'm now doing a shitty job at it. So I, I, I recognize the need for me to make some adjustments to my schedule and to the pacing that I'm approaching things with because I, I 
I want to do more. You know what I'm saying? Even though my plate is full and overflowing at this point, I still want to do more stuff. And I don't feel like I have to tell myself that I can't. I just feel like I have to really be strategic when it comes to scheduling and when it comes to also me having discipline and adhering to my schedule. But that's enough about me. Friend, what say you? <laughs> um, I mean, I've had a pretty good balance that I'm working on a lot of great stuff, like obviously friend zone every week and insecurity. And then uh, both the Jade's shows, I have some music based projects that I'm overseeing as well with really dope indie artists. So there's a lot. Um, I'm, able to wear a lot of different hats right now, which has been really exciting. Um, but y'all know self-care is always my priority. I'm, you know, I'm just making sure I'm still on a sleep schedule. I'm, I'm not someone that sleeps late, still waking up really early, making time, you know, taking all the vitamins and supplements that keep me energized and focused and having enough uh, capacity mentally to be my best with all of the projects that I have going on. Um, I will say the past couple of weeks have been a little challenging getting good quality sleep, I should say, because even if I sleep early, I'm, I have been tossing and turning a lot. Um, it's a combination of the protests outside, obviously, um, just the energy of the world as a whole, like how heavy everything is. Um, I don't know what's going on, but someone on my block got their hands on hella fireworks and they have been going ham for the past week. <laughs> it's been Sorry, it's friend. Been I was going to call you because I was over there. Sorry, <laughs> friend. <laughs> and it has been insane. I'm someone that doesn't really care about fireworks, but when it's like that many days back to back on top of already not getting the best sleep <laughs> on top of being a little bit overwhelmed by just the state of the world. And now you have firecrackers that are going off <laughs> to one, two in the morning, just not the best combination. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I'm new in this area too. So I'm not at a point where if it was my old neighborhood, I would have left my house and been like, y'all, what the fuck, <laughs> you know, but mm -hmm. I don't know nobody like that. And nobody here knows me like that. So I know better than to pull up on anybody. So I've had to just kind of eat that <laughs> and hope that he fucking runs out of fucking fireworks at some point. This Shout out he to not, him. He not going to, he's not running out, friend. It's happening in my area too. And don't bother downloading oh the Citizen God. app. Don't download the Citizen app. I'm throw a shoe at them. Don't download it because I was looking at Citizen to make sure that there were fireworks and then some of them be fireworks and then some of them don't be. So that's why I was like, uh. <laughs> some of them be not. <laughs> so I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, I gotta let this go right now. But them damn, uh, oh no, NYPD you can't trucks. have the Citizens app. No, that shouldn't <laughs> yeah. make you not want to even look out the window. If Girl, I'm telling you, your neighbor got, uh, uh, there was a home invasion, someone got stabbed, someone got Everything. killed, somebody just like, what the fuck. Everything. Worst app ever. But yeah, so I am still putting, you know, those systems into place. Like I have been hanging out with my plants a lot. <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, <laughs> getting a lot of energy from them, just listening to my music, um, spending a lot of time with my friends too. Like uh, whether it's on FaceTime or phone calls or Zoom or even just hanging out with each other or physically now that people are you know, the quarantine is lifted. I know not everybody's going to abide by that because it doesn't mean that the virus called us up and was like, hey, I'm out. Y'all can go exactly. back out, you know. So 
it's going to be up to people. But I have definitely been seeing like Crystal and Jade, and that's been nice. Uh, looking forward to seeing my mom soon. Um, but yeah, I think work for me, um, I feel like when I start overwhelming myself, I just have to ask myself, who am I doing it for? Mm-hmm. If I feel like, you know, sometimes I can catch myself slipping where it's like, are you doing this because you feel like you have something to prove? Because I am not in a space anymore where I have anything to prove at mm-hmm. all. Like, that's right. I just want to do things that are fun. I want to be a part of projects that mean something, that have impact over popularity or over people mm. being like, oh, you working, working. I don't care about that no more. Yeah. Like, I want to, you know, the ecosystem is my priority. Everything outside of that, just to show that I'm working, I have literally lost all interest, especially during this time. I think, if anything, this has burned away all the nonsense, <laughs> and I'm still chipping away at that. Just things that I don't want to be a part of anymore that I don't think um, align with the work I think I'm here to do. So I've been really chill, been very happily saying no to projects that I'm just not interested in just to be busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, and you know, this is good too because this is a lot of what we're going to talk about tomorrow on the IG Live, just finding that balance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I and see so two things I want to share. So one, friend, you're a person who is already health conscious, mm-hmm. right? You're a health conscious person, um, and your physical health is a priority for you because it had to be. You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you made that a priority for yourself because you wanted to be healthy and feeling good. Yeah. And so I think that you have a, an awareness. Um, you almost have like a, a clock. And it, sometimes it surfaces when we all do work together. Like Fran will be like, mm, don't we need a little time in the schedule right there for this or that? Or don't we need, you know, a rest period here? Yeah. Whereas there have been times when I've been like, well, fuck it. If we get in there that day, we fly out, we do, you know, the approach is different. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. And so I appreciate that because I I have to check myself when it comes to that. Y'all know what I'm trying to do with the projects that I work on mm-hmm. and with our shit and all of that. And sometimes that can get the best of me. So, and because I'm a person who like I work out for, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm much more aware of my physical health needs than I ever was before. But any time spent in the gym has been for vanity purposes. I've never really been a person who was, who, who tried to just really take care of myself physically. Um, to the point or to the degree that I now recognize I need to, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that the correlation between my mental health and me being stressed out because of work obligations or because of deadlines and things that I owe, I think that it does have a a direct impact on my physical health. Okay. And like I said, I don't want to, I don't want my ambition or my drive to get the best of me and then, take away from the quality of the the work that I'm putting out or the quality of my contribution to certain things. Definitely. So, and this is new for me because I was literally laser, believe it or not, you know, I was laser focused on traction, movement, momentum, um, progress. You know, those are the things that I felt um, were most deserving of my focus. But now... I got to take breaks. So you damn right. You might FaceTime me and I'm laying the fuck down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have yeah, to. I have We're to take machines. breaks. And we talk for a living. 
we speak for a living. Yeah. So when you're tired, you can hear that. When you're not really present in the conversation, you can hear that. For sure. When you are, you know, exhausted physically, you can hear that. And I just don't want to. The, the way she looked, watching Senator Harris and watching Sonny Hostin literally chime in, like, I just want to be clear that the definition of what she talking about is this <laughs> right here so that y'all don't get it fucked up. That just blew my mind. Being a talk show host is a dream, a long, a lifelong dream that I have had. And to see people in the chair like that, not even with no regard to the responsibility they have with their voice, it is bizarre and shocking for me. And so I know that that is a direct result of you're doing too much, girl. And whether the things that you're doing are being that you're overworked or it's hard for you to raise this family or you're trying to think up too many lies to tweet, you're doing too much. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So you got to make those adjustments, you know. So, Asante, this is more because, like I said, friend, you have been a person who you literally have worked in the wellness space and done so much great work. Me and Asante have not. Okay, we still eat chips and shit. So we, you know <laughs> I mean, what I'm I saying? Eat chips. <laughs> yeah, but we be like all in the bag, you know. But I think that this is something that I just wanted us to be able to focus on and highlight um, and bring to our awareness even more that we got to take breaks, dog. We have to make sure we're taking mental breaks, and we have to make sure that moving forward, we pay attention to our schedules in that way. There's different ways that you can take a break. So we've talked about like scheduling and shit like that. But sometimes I found so like I'm a writer, right? <laughs> no pun intended. I'm a writer, right? But oh my God. Uh, as I'm in front of my computer, I will literally click off of the doc I'm working on and go right on YouTube and watch my damn paternity court or watch whatever. I'll literally just click off. When, my, when the letters and the words start blurring together and I don't even know what the hell I'm looking right. at, but I know where the home keys are, so I'm pretty sure I'm typing the right words, that's when I know i got to stop. Um, and so I've literally been not even necessarily getting up from the task or taking an actual break from the task, but I'll just click off for a couple minutes just to re-stimulate myself. I found ins inspiration in those little clips and different you know things that I, I occupy that space with. Um, that's another way. Food, hell, the non-dairy uh, Ben and Jerry's desserts, that's sunflower <laughs> butter be hidden when you're stressed out. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's sunflower butter be hidden when you're stressed out. That's another way I have started, and this is um, one of the things that I've really tried to. It's just so funny how many things have, have risen to the surface of my awareness during quarantine. But snacking has something that has has been something that's never been a problem for me. Y'all ain't never really seen me with like that's true, a whole bunch of snacks and shit. You know, I don't never really do that. I eat and then go on by my business. I'm the snacker. See, and during quarantine, guess who else has been snacking? <laughs> me. I've told you I found that popcorn at CVS. Did I tell you about that CVS popcorn? No. <laughs> Your ass used to be so, good for a long, snack this while ain't you no playing. Ad. I'm just saying you used to be good for a snack while you playing. I'm thinking <laughs> We'll we'll talk afterwards. Well, you know what I'm. Well, you, well that's different. <laughs> that's a different kind of snack. Now that's, listen. Wait. <laughs> never mind. Continue. But I've never been a snacker like that. You know. <laughs> right. I've never been a snacker like that. But during quarantine, I have been. So now I've had found this additional responsibility to be um, um, smart in my choices that I make as far as snacks go. I've been fucking up green apples and shit, trying to eat healthy things that I actually hey like. Now. But yeah, but it's just another thing for me to think about. And that's another way that I'm taking breaks from 
my routine. I just don't want to spiral out of control, y'all. I don't. I feel like we've done so much hard work to get to the point that we're at, and we have so much more great things like ahead of us and so much more hard work to do. And I feel like, I don't know, I just feel a heightened sense of urgency to make sure, like, hold on, let me make sure I'm all right so we can keep doing, keep going and get this shit done. Because I don't want to look like that girl did on The View. Stop I it. Don't. I don't. I don't. Did you see how Kamala Harris was looking at her when she was talking in that little clip? Now, Kamala Harris always looked like she can't really see the letters on the wall. But I'm telling <laughs> you. But I'm telling you. She was literally staring at Meghan McCain like, is this bitch really asking me this shit? She just wasn't she prepared for the segment. She wasn't prepared at all. I feel like yeah. Megan's never it prepared at that all. That happens. That's happened to us. But I feel like I've watched The View several times. I've, I've watched Megan several times, and she always does this thing where it's like she's giving you the spark notes of what she read. And, and not even giving you the spark notes, but you could tell she's using those spark notes to make all her points. And she doesn't have en- enough information to really, like, round it out. So that's why, like, whenever she talks... I'm kind of like, you're not even really here. So I just can't trust anything she says already. And watching that interview was just another case of that. I was just like, oh, this is textbook Megan. She either talks about her daddy or she give me an opinion on about a quarter of the information she kind of has. Right. She do be sounding like Regine sometimes. But I am, um, <laughs> you know, talking about her daddy. <laughs> but uh, maybe we should start calling her Mejane McCain. That's what we're going to oh start calling God. her. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Megan McCain. Mejane McCain. Oh, he's talking about your damn daddy, girl. But um, I just didn't want to be like her. And so I saw that clip um, yesterday, and I was inspired to um, come up with this conversation for us. So here we are. Just wanted to do a quick check-in with you guys on that. And let you guys know to don't be a Megan McCain. <laughs> dead, dead, dead. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. With that being said, (laughs) we'll bring in the motherfucking wind chimes, friend. And speaking of self-care, I wanted to highlight an app that I've actually highlighted before, but I think now is the time to really put more energy into it because I think people really need it. Uh, But Liberate Meditation app, which I have just posted about on Twitter and on Instagram and you guys went up for that app. It's incredible. The, even the owner hit me up like, Whoa, <laughs> he was <laughs> like y'all damn near shut the app store down. Um, it was even like a trending app. So what they do is that it's a black owned meditation app, which number one is incredible. Y'all know that I love to offer resources, but it's a whole different conversation when those resources are not only wellness-based, but they also center our needs and our experiences. It's led by Black, Indigenous, and people of colors. Uh, they've curated content from 40-plus BIPOC teachers with a diverse background in lineage, perspective, and approach so that everyone can find a practice in their voice. The app is designed to support people on their path to healing by naming and offering resources for common cultural experiences like internalized racism, microaggressions, 
uh, anxiety and stress, depression, ancestral healing, which I think is a big one, grief and loss, overcoming addiction, forgiveness, sleep, worry, gratitude, joy, interconnectedness, you name it, what you're looking to tap into, they have something for you. I posted uh, one of the reviews that really stood out to me where someone wrote, having a black woman's voice guiding the meditation right from my phone made this meditation impact me in an unexpectedly deeper way, more than the other meditations available online. This is an awesome app. I think that's great because how often have you tried to do a guided meditation and just did not fully click with the teacher, but you tried to move past the delivery so that you could get the message. <laughs> but uh, with You know, this, I walk out quietly. <laughs> <laughs> but with this, I love that, like I said, it centers us. It's something that resonates with our experience, culturally relevant practices that are essential for healing. So shout out to Liberate meditation you can go on liberatemeditation.com for more information about the app and their vision and their their commitment to accessibility but also go ahead on your app store download it for your iphone it's also available for android um and that's it for this week's wellness segment just make sure and take some time huh you said it's available for what for android so it's like a partnership with Janelle Monet or something? Oh <laughs> so I think it's definitely important to take some time for yourself and carve out uh-uh. time. <laughs> Why did you make that face? It's Mm-mm. important to carve out some time for your schedule, but it's also important to put in some practices that can actually help you process all the emotions, all the energy that's coming up for right now, especially because it's a lot going on with a pandemic, quarantine, uprisings, white supremacists. I mean, you name it. We're, I'm sure the aliens are popping up next month. We'll see. So liberate. They probably don't even want to come no more. <laughs> that's true. They might be like, fuck okay. that. Liberatemeditation.com. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Asante, Mr. Music Man, what you got for us this week? Take the stars out the sky for you. There's nothing in this world that I would do. That's all I got. I can't really sing. You know, I just want to try that out right quick. That was Maya. Um, what was that? Girls Dump Sugar? Yes. Maya and Beanie Man. Yeah. If I could be your girl. <laughs> yes. Sim Simma. Mm-hmm. And I'm girls Dump Sugar. Okay. Yes, it was. It was. It was. It, it was. I'm glad that I remembered that because I'm doing this for a reason. Um, because they better be on this list. Otherwise, I'll be wildly embarrassed. There was an article on Billboard.com and it came out earlier this year. I want to say March 23rd. So shout out to the Billboard staff since they don't have an author for me to give credit to. They decided to put together together a list. So this is staff picks and it's the 100 greatest songs of 2000. Now, we don't have time to go through all 100 songs. So I just feel like, you know, that was 20 years ago. It doesn't feel like 20. I mean, it doesn't feel like 2020 to me. But, you know, it's such a crazy year that we have to acknowledge that it is 2020. And I just keep thinking about the year 2000 and I've been going through this list and I just was thinking about all the hits of 2000 and I wanted us to just kind of reminisce about some songs, some songs that we might have listened to, some songs we might have hated and just talk a little bit of shit together. You know what I'm saying? We could talk about all the little new hits or the quarantine hits. Well, let's go back to the old hits. Okay, let's bring up some old shit for a little bit. Do y'all remember the year 2000? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Vividly. I have some very random songs and I hope... They don't make you feel any kind of way. I'm just going to randomly say them. Some of them, again, they might not connect at all. But here we go. 
And as a matter of fact, to start off with, here we go. I want to start off with Pink's There You Go. Did not realize, I knew it was a <laughs> long time ago, but 2000, wow. It was her breakout single, Candy. Shout out to Candy Burris. Shout out to Candy Burris and her pen. Do you remember, do you remember mm-hmm. how I go? There you go, looking pitiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I let you go. Mm-hmm. I feel Candy like. Candy wrote I- that shit. I feel like I remember the uh, the video for it, and if I remember correctly, there was like a motorcycle scene where this bitch like threw, where she like drove a motorcycle like off a roof into the nigga's apartment or some shit. Like I just remember Pink being like wild extra. That was Candy, and that was Latasha, Latasha House. <laughs> that was Candy that drove that motorcycle into Latasha House. Well, for that year, Pink ass. That's her. Uh, it, which was her breakout single. That single, that song went number seven on Billboard's Hot 100 that year. Wow. Um, along with Pink. Go on, we, Candy. I would like to randomly throw out O-Town, which was the first making the band, which originally aired on ABC, I believe. O-Town had that song, Liquid Dreams. O-Town was that boy band, and they had those five random guys. Um, I remember one of them because his name was Real Wild, Ashley Parker Angel, and then the rest of them, I can't really remember Oh, they shouted out Destiny's Child, Madonna, Janet Jackson, Angelina Jolie, Cindy Crawford, Tyra Banks, and Selma Hayek in that song, Liquid Dreams. I forgot about that. But yes, O-Town. It says it's the first product of Diddy's artist scouting series, Making the Band, but I feel like they were dropped they came out on making the band before diddy purchased it but i might be incorrect i just want to make sure i put that out there for anybody that might be like no he wasn't or yes they were either way might be something else um i see mandy moore on this list i'm gonna scroll right on by Ooh, i see hansen on this list but i don't know this song this time around better known as hansen's we're adults now single they were adults in 2000 2000 that's crazy um, I'm gonna skip on the jagged edge. This is when let's get married. Man, cut on umbop. Right, that's fucking up. Uh, jagged edge, let's get married was number eleven on the Hot 100 that year. It was number one on the R&B and hip hop songs. Wow, that's crazy. I just wanna get married. I love looking at the old Billboard chart data. <laughs> the 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 twins friend. <laughs> we know the Twitter followers will be happy about that. Okay. Ricky Martin is on this list. This is back when Ricky Martin dropped She Bangs. This is going to sound really terrible and y'all might look at me like I'm crazy, but I forgot She Bangs was Ricky Martin's song because, oh, and they have it noted here in this little blurb, because of uh, that guy on American Idol, William Hung, doing She Bangs, I forgot it originated from Ricky Martin. Wow, that's fucked up. I, I can't believe I thought that for a while. Um, Yeah. I forgot about that guy. What was his name? William Hung. William Hung. She bangs. <laughs> she bangs. Mm-hmm. She bangs. And he would just do this like swinging motion. Like it was his like most notable thing. I don't even know. Oh, William Hung is all right. You know, he gave the people a lot of entertainment. I haven't. I don't think about William Hung. <laughs> I see Beanie Man featuring Maya, Girl Some Sugar. It was number 54 on the Hot 100. It still is the shit. Uh, Maya still looks good. This is crazy that this was 20 years ago. I'm so like floored. As I'm like looking at this and thinking about some of these people. Speaking of some of these people, 3LW. I'm getting a little tired of you, broken promises, promises. The year 2000 was theirs because that's when they dropped uh, No More Baby I'ma Do Right. The Three Little Women had some big boy. Classic, number one on the gospel charts the year it came out. Do y'all remember um, 
because this is something I guess we don't, or I, we, I personally didn't acknowledge in music as much when I was younger. But do you guys remember any of the, uh, like, British or London artists, like, when you were younger? Like, you know, now we've had our influx of, like, you know, Adele and Amy Winehouse and, you know, Ella May and all that. Do you, can you think of people that when you were younger, they had the accent, you was like, oh, that's cool. Craig David. <laughs> yes, Craig David. Yeah. In the spirit of Craig David, I don't know if you remember this woman, this young lady, but her name is Samantha Mumba, and she had this song called Gotta Tell You. Gotta tell you, it was, for whatever, <laughs> I have to read this blurb. Samantha Mumba, that Samantha Mumba has released today, one album remains one of pop's biggest recent-ish tragedies. That's because Gotta Tell You is a debut LP armed to the teeth with bubblegum pop bangers. And the title track in particular, her debut single, exudes a soulful confidence well beyond Mumba's then 17 years and boosts a rapper excuse me, a whopper of a minor key chorus. Wow. I didn't realize that her, uh, the whole album was such like a, a, a key, uh, a key piece of pop art. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to go back and revisit that after looking at this. I really had to go through this. I list. don't, <laughs> I really had to go through this list because 2000 was the year of the bag lady. Erica Badu, she reached number six on my hot 100 with bag lady. And I just remember seeing Erica Badu or people like with them colors on, doing the Erica Badu, talking about their bags and hurting their back and all that. So shout out to Erica Badu because Bag Lady was like, I mean, obviously one of her many catchy ass songs. Like it was a catchy, catchy fucking song. Shout out to Dr. Dre for Explosive, which is the singer where she got that beat from in the first damn place. Yes. Twangy sample, they they credited that ass. Let's see. Let me go on. Let me just scroll randomly through this list because I'm seeing Enrique Iglesias, who I don't really care about. Wow, Maya had a year that year because this is what uh, the year case of the X. This is charted at 56, but right before that, and again, this is all on Billboard.com's uh, Best Songs of 2000 list. But uh, they put Maya at 56, but right before that at 57, they have Ja Rule and Lil Mo and Vita will put it on me, which today, like a lot of these songs in 2000, they still like stand today. Between that Erica Badu song I was just talking about, the Maya, like the Maya song, this Ja Rule, Vita and Mo put it on me. This is a like forever song for me. I can't really talk, speak to what Ja Rule did with the financials and you know the Fire Island and all that. I mean the Fire Island, <laughs> the Fire Festival and all that. But 
what he was doing in music at that time was the shit, and I will forever be grateful for that. All right, can we get in our white bag just a little bit? Mm-hmm. Who remembers Creed? I love Creed, and my arms are still wide open. <laughs> and that's and that's the one too. That was number one on the highway. Welcome to a place I show you everything with arms wide open. Yeah, I you love, really I love Creed. <laughs> you really know that one. This list is so funny because a lot of these songs I did come out around the same time, around the same time, but they were so different. But the landscape of music was so diverse then, or it was so allowed to be interchangeably diverse, if you will. But <laughs> I see Dreams, He Loves You Not, one of Puff's original um, girl groups on Bad Boy. We talk about, our Dream comes up a lot, but you know, I don't even know what those girls look like today. <laughs> I just hope that they're all okay. We don't even talk about enough of like what they're doing or if they were treated well, but shout out to Dream. Thank you for what you did. In random, random music remembrance, TRL used to be my shit and I used to love watching the music videos. One song that I only really remember because of the music video was Bloodhound Gang. They had that song, The Bad Touch. You probably don't know what it by that title. But this is the song where they're like, You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. When I tell you, I remember that. That song was so fucking stupid, but the video was even worse because they were all walking down the street in these monkey outfits. I just remember being disgusted. (laughs) And still today, I'm turned off by the thought of that music video. Oof. This is not one of my favorite songs, but it's some a, a song I cannot not mention. U2's Beautiful Day played everywhere. Uh, it's an incredible. It's a, cl- a perfect song. Beautiful Day by U2 is one of those perfect songs that doesn't happen often where everything about it is just perfect. Beautiful Day by U2. That's one of the most perfect choruses on a song that I've ever heard in my life. It's beautiful. And you feel it when he says that, you know. <laughs> Take me to that other place. I'm telling you, what you don't know, you don't need it now, man. That's an incre- It's a perfect song. Perfect. YouTube, they make some good music. I'm just still mad if they ask for putting that one album on my damn phone without me asking. Because I still randomly be deleting songs and shit like, I did not put this on here. Why is this here again? I don't know how they make that deal with Apple, but... I wish they didn't. Moving on, Bon Jovi. That was the year of It's My Life. It's my life. It's now never. I ain't gonna live forever. I just wanna live That was a, a song that I felt like I heard everywhere for a long ass time. But shout out to Bon Jovi because they had been doing it for a minute any damn way. And they came. That was like one of their comeback songs of that era. Um, Mystical, Shake Your Ass. Wow. Santana. And the project GMB, Maria Maria. Of 
since that one went number one on the Hot 100, we still hear Maria Maria today do the sampling of Tiller, Rihanna, and Khaled. Like, it's just, uh, it was a great song. I, was y'all fucking I ain't with never Maria? cared nothing. I ain't never cared nothing about that song. <laughs> I was, I remember you saying that. So I was like, "What y'all fucking with that?" Because I remember you saying that actually. What did, what did Maria Maria do to you? It pissed me the fuck off every time I heard it. I hated that damn song. Oh, yeah, with that, with that guitar. Ugh. <laughs> the shit. Um, Backstreet Boys, Shape of My Heart. I don't remember that one because I was more, you know, in sync. So I can't remember Shape of My Heart. Britney Spears, Lucky. Yes, you do. How did Shape of My Heart go? So let me show you the shape of my heart. Going back to the things I've done. I would. I don't remember shit, but that's. It sounds kind of. It says blasted for, or uh, no, that's another song. But yeah, Britney Spears, Lucky was out. That was a moment for me. I, w- I used to be a very, very, very big Britney Spears fan when I was younger. Um, she was probably what I was doing for Beyonce then. Like, definitely too young to be watching this little white girl do what she was doing on stages. But she was my choice then. Oh, since we still in the white bag, Faith Hill, The Way You Love Me. <laughs> that right there. That was a song. Faith Hill is one. I don't one. know that song by her. Ooh, I love the way you love the way you love me. Uh-uh. I only like her singing slow shit. I'm good. <laughs> hey, well, her ass was a hollering going I, up for the children ass on that song. <laughs> was this kiss her song? That song they say, it's centripetal motion that song you know what i'm talking about this, <laughs> this kiss, kiss this kiss <laughs> if that's faith hill if that's faith hill she went off on that she went off i think that and i'll never faith. forget that but it's centripetal motion that was my shit <laughs> she went out um, that now she did her she did her thing on that all right i'm gonna give y'all like i'm gonna do like two or three more songs um most notably one of my favorites off rip I have to go on ahead and shout out Ludacris featuring Shauna with your fantasy. I used to know that one backwards and forwards, but I don't know if I got all of it now. <laughs> Moving on, Destiny's Child jumping, jumping. Still the shit. We still jumping, jumping today. Beyonce is still relevant. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. And thank you to all the other ladies of Destiny's Children. I'm just going to end it right here just because this was such a big song and an annoying song. And I feel like there are so many songs I really could go all day because there are a lot of songs on this list that I could talk about. From Dixie Chicks, Goodbye Earl, to motherfucking Jay-Z and UGK Big Pimpin'. I'm going to leave you with my number one. I mean, this ain't the number one, but this is my number one because, you know, Atlanta. (laughs) Outcast. I have been bob my head ragtopping like since I was born, I feel like, even though the song didn't come out when I was born. I just know forever I love Atlanta. Bombs Over Baghdad was the shit. It was played all day and night. 
anytime an artist from the A like hit, they would just get ran through. So thank you for thank you to the radio for running through this damn track. That is, I want to say it's almost scarred me for life, but it's definitely instilled the spirit of crunk in me because there's just certain parts of the song you just can't stop like fucking it up or just feeling like you got the spirit of crunk in you for real. So thank you to Outcast. Um, thank you to the staff at Billboard for putting together this list. Again, this is an article on Billboard.com, and it's just going through what the Billboard staff chose as the greatest, the 100 greatest songs of 2000. So go read the list, see what your favorites are. Let me know what your favorites are. And with that said, now we're going to get into the listens lately. So I would like to get into what you two have been listening to lately. Okay. Now, you know, I always like to start off with the ladies' friends, so I would love if you would tell me what you've been bumping in the back seat. Well, I guess you ain't been in no car, but, you know, in the back room, shit. <laughs> I have to give it up to the uh, banana avocado singers for a second. <laughs> <laughs> There's a young, a young person by the name of Kirby who has a song out named Sis from a project yes. called Velvet, I believe. Um, and it's dope. Y'all know I roll my eyes with this accent, but the song is good, so I gotta give it to her. So this is how it goes. If I was a president, I would tax it. If I was a dealer, I would bag it, get it cracking. He won't leave a stack on the table. My man ain't used to be gated. He say, never me, all day, and it's free. What we got to I didn't want you to turn Beautiful. it off. I didn't that want to turn incredible. it off. I looked at the time like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's Beautiful. that called again, friend? Um, so her name is Kirby. And actually, the song is called Velvet and the project is called Sis. And you know what's crazy? She's dope, dope. Like, I went and went through her whole uh, Spotify. She has like 385,000 monthly listeners. So clearly, I'm just getting put on. <laughs> but her music is dope. I like pretty much every song i like her look her visuals the covers she's just dope so it's kirby that was really dope yeah i like her a lot um i'm trying to find this other one that i found oh there's a girl named erica decazier i hope i'm saying your last name right it's e-r-i-k-a-d-e-c-a-s-i-e-r i'm assuming that's erica decazier she has a song called little bit that i like and this is how it goes
Jerome Thomas. There's a song called Bruises. I just really like his voice. It I have I feel like I haven't heard someone that can actually sing sing in a long time. So it was a pleasant surprise. Jerome Thomas Bruises. This is how it goes. I've been in this loop for so long, I don't know where to break in. Addicted to the pain, that feeling. I don't understand why you put yourself away. I get the bruise. I get the bruise. Man. And even the lyrics. Saying. Right? I was like, ooh, a singer. Okay, been a minute. <laughs> so those are my three. All right, Dustin Ross, what you got for us? <clears throat> I just got a couple items on the agenda. First up is this song that they played at the end of Insecure um, by Tannerell. I believe is how you say her name, and it's called Nothing Without You. Mm. And it's incredible. Tannerell's beautiful. Chasing the moon and the stars Cause I've been trying to be where you are Could it be that I'm searching too hard I wish you'd come and find me Won't you come and find me I'm down when you're far away, yeah. When you're gone, I don't sleep for days, yeah. I've been stuck in the darkest days, yeah. Can't you see what I'm trying to say? I'm nothing without Don't fuck up the vibe. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing without you by Tenerail. Uh, coming up next on your midnight drive home, we got a bit of a throwback from... Three of the greatest ladies to ever do it in R&B music. Give it up for the remaining members of In Vogue with their single from their 2017 <laughs> album, Electric Cafe, called Rocket. <laughs> That's why I'm a 
always smiling. Swear I smile my face off. Let me kiss your face off right before we take off in this rocket. So, you know, when it comes to an old group like Involved, it'd be hard to know they new shit. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that with y'all. You know what I'm saying? You done kicked the off the classes. cover of your mic. Yeah, you know. Did, did they release that? Yeah, it's on the... How long has that been out? Since 2017. Oh, love that mm-hmm. one. Yep, <laughs> I'm glad you introduced them like that. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> shout out to Invogue. Uh, shout out to all of your selections. I'm going to be useless uh, this week, and I don't want to play any music for you just because y'all play a lot of really good music. I just want to give a highlight to a YouTube channel. It's called Escape Tracks. Um, Just go to Escape Tracks. They literally put, um, they just put music up from everybody, and it's all, I feel like, along the same vibe of, like, R&B, a little bit slow. Some of it's a little bit, you know, dancey, but, you know, nothing, nothing too heavy or too over the top. But check out Escape Tracks. They post uh, they post all sorts of artists. You know, Kalani, Queen Nija, uh, Khalid or Khalid, Trey Songs, Alicia Bella, K Camp, and they recently just did uh, their own festival, um, Escape Tracks Fest. It was a virtual R and B music festival. Um, I believe they have video recap of the festival. <clears throat> um, they have everybody like so, set up separately. I talked about L A last week. L.A., he did a full set. I believe it was a 12-minute set. Uh, Xavier Omar. He doing nails. You said he did a full <laughs> set. He was doing nails. Oh set, a, set a song, set a song, <laughs> set a song. Um, pretty much anybody that I've talked about or I like, um, they did something on escape with Escape Tracks. Uh, even our homegirl, Quinn, shout out to her. I believe she has a set Ooh, on there. Oh, Quinn. Yeah. So Quinn. Check out. Cake. Just go to YouTube.com slash user slash Escape Tracks. Um, and then just go to their page and look up all the performances. Again, Xavier Omar, he did a set there. Shout out to Xavier Omar. Yeah, like people that you recognize either from hearing them or seeing them on the show or seeing them at the show, if you will, or just in passing. Just check them out, support them there, and uh, you know, tell us again who your faves are. And that does it for this week's Music Man segment. Dustin Ross, please take it away and tell <clears> us what <throat> you've been watching. So... I started watching, let's just talk about reality TV, you know, because why not? So I started watching um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season. Yes. Um, bit different, bit different of an experience for me because I really don't care. But I wanted to watch <laughs> Garcelle Beauvais on there. And um, she's been handling herself well. She hasn't been, you know, hit with any race, blatant racism yet. So that's been good. And in me watching it to just kind of, I don't know why I feel like I got to have her back by watching the show, but... By me doing that, I have become interested in a couple of the people on the show. Yes, let's discuss. And I'm afraid to say, well, I'm afraid to say who I like and don't like because I'm sure. This is season 10. If I go back and watch all the seasons that I hadn't watched, some of the people who I may be sort of warmed up to, I may not want to be warmed up to. Well, I want to so hear. I definitely don't want to speak d- prematurely. Damn, I just want to hear off your first like first impressions, like who you thought. You know Erica Jane, I like Erica Jane. I like um, uh, Erica Jane, and I like uh, who else do I like on there? Like Erica Jane. <laughs> Damn. So that's it. I like Erica Jane, and um, and I like Garcelle, of course, and I may be able to hang with Dorit. You know who started? But, like that's it. 
I know you just started, but like Sutton, it's her first season too, and I was not feeling her very. Oh, heavy, she's funny, but she's definitely like come back. She's funny, and I understand why people don't like her. For those who don't watch the show, Sutton is a very um, outspoken, um, very pretentious. Let just the a, mouse a, a, go. A, a typical housewife. Uh, you cast had your fun. Now let the mouse yeah, go. Let the mouse go. And they're like, "What does that mean?" Like, and then I'm gonna tell you something else. Lisa Renna needs her ass whipped for real. <laughs> She's on there. Yes, she's on there. And she literally friends. She does not. Y'all think Kenya Moore is bad? She's like the Kenya Moore of Beverly Hills. But like just at least Kenya. Usually when Kenya usually jumps out there with an action that's extremely, um, you know, amplified or or or, uh, intentional to hurt one of her cast members. It's usually a reaction. Lisa Renna will literally be in a conversation with you on this show and be like, oh, okay. Well, if you felt like that, then that must mean that she lied to you. So what are you going to say about it at this dinner? (laughs) What are you going to say to her? Like, that's how she does. And she just literally, like, stirs the pot in a way that I've just never seen it. It's incredible to watch. So just wanted to give a couple of those notes on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because, like I said, I really don't care. I'm really not interested, but I just watch because Garcelle is on there and I want to see how she does and how, you know, the other people mingle with her. So that's been interesting. Again, I want to encourage everyone listening to tune into the Friends and Family Hustle on VH1. It is the most positive enjoyable show to watch and not in a corny way where it's boring because funny things happen on this show consistently the kids are growing up on the show so like ti and tiny's children are growing up monica's children are growing up um and their personalities are beginning to blossom on camera which is making for hilarious commentary the kids do split confessionals together (laughs) so they get in the confessionals and talk shit about their parents and their family and have inside jokes and it's the cutest thing to watch um, so I just encourage everyone to watch that show and shout out to Monica, Toya Wright, excuse me, Toya Johnson, soon to be rushing, Latoya Luckett and T.I. and Tiny because they all got together and said we can have a successful reality show doing it ourselves where we won't have to worry about fights like that because we're family and we can just be interested and get this bag and we're pulling our kids off of, off of uh, growing up hip hop and bringing them over here to get this check with us and it was genius because it's actually a good show so i encourage everybody to watch it if they can and that's really all i have uh, for you on your midnight drive <laughs> <the> commentary on <laughs> tv land here on wtfz <laughs> radio wtfz radio y'all dead <laughs> that's it that's it so that's don't it. forget don't forget to catch us today if you're listening today, Wednesday, June 10th on IG Live for our collaboration with HBO and Michaela Coles. I May Destroy You. We will be on IG Live at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to check out Asante on Shit I'm 30 with Carla. And that's it for the... Wow, English would be nice. That's <laughs> it for us this week as always we love you so much we thank you so much for listening and we will catch you guys next week stay black and protect your magic bye bye